Well, good morning. Good morning. Although I don't know how good it is, I was actually talking to a friend in Israel uh, this morning. The time difference. This is this is a good time to visit with him and just trying to express concern and for his family and how they all are doing. And his youngest son has been called up in the reserves, so he's headed to Gaza. So talking through that. But he told me it, it's hit the Israeli news uh, big time. It, I, I didn't see it on any of ours yet, but uh, the military has liberated a little village um, that had been overrun, and it was right near Gaza. It's called Kafar. Um, there's got to be more to the name of that name. In Hebrew, it just means like little town or hamlet, so maybe, I don't know. But anyway, long story made short, um, it's, it was a slaughter. And they pulled out 40 babies in that uh, little town. And it's just... No, no, no. They found dead babies. Uh, they just they killed everything they could in that town. Adults, parents. But they were bringing little babies out. And... Uh, it is. It is worse, really, since World War II. It's just... Uh, just unbelievable. So... It's one thing... I'm great at studying history when it's all in a book. <laughs> and it's all safe and done, right? And it's totally different when it's uh, when it's happening around you. So... As strange as it sounds, today as we try to tackle the issue of Judas... This is the world uh, that Jesus came into. Uh, this is the world that Judas made his decision in. So let's uh, let's stop and pray for a minute. Pray for Israel and pray for uh, pray for our world. Oh, gracious Lord, our God, we are humbled, broken. And we're not even participants in all that's happened. We're reminded, O oh Lord, once again of the depths of human depravity. When we give ourselves over to evil and hate, when we follow false truths, we become monsters beyond belief. And Lord God, we've we've heard this theme before that your your people are attacked. The people that you've set apart are victims of unimaginable horror. Lord God, when we get into these messes, we don't know how to how to get our way out. But we pray that justice is done, account is made, and these Terrorists, these criminals are brought to justice. Father God, we say our prayer today for the entire nation of Israel. Please strengthen them as you have so often. Give them that presence of your spirit that has helped defeat Goliath for millennia. 
Lord God, as they go forward in the future and try to remedy all of this, we pray that your hand would guide them, that it would be both righteous and merciful where possible. Lord God, we know there are a lot of potential victims and the hostages and even the poor civilians in Palestine and Gaza who live under a a terrorist organization. Father God, give them inspiration to push off this evil, to get away, to not be the next round of victims. And all things, O Lord, may we hold truly to your word, your will that is better than anything that we can create. Help us all to be awake and alive and do what we can to bring goodness to our world. In your Son's holy and precious name we pray. Amen. All right. I apologize. My my mind is is definitely there. They uh, were talking this morning. If you do the population adjustment, Israel's small country really is, and uh, the amount of losses they have would be about twenty thousand people in modern America. Which have we ever had that? I don't know if we have. Uh, maybe D Day. Um, but it's uh, it's it's overwhelming. Sure. Yeah. Before you start, can I share a sure, Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It does put in perspective how could Jesus come? How could God come and be one of us? How could he die for both Jew but also Palestinian? 
um, Hamas. Uh, it's it's uh, it's bad. But let's take a look at Mark 14. We'll pick up with verse 43. The story, or the at least in Mark's perspective, the the fate of. Judas, remember Jesus was trying to get Judas' attention at the Last Supper to no avail. So before we jump into it, what do you know about Judas? Yeah, betrayer. Last name is Iscariot. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, he was... Yeah, he he was a Jewish equivalent of Hamas. Um, remember, uh, Jews don't have last names. Uh, not not really. Uh, they, it's somewhat like Arabic. They have family delineations. So, you know, Jesus is Yeshua ben Yosef. So his last name is not really Ben Yosef, uh, but it's he's the son of Joseph. So every time you run across some sort of description uh, of an additional name, uh, it's additional information that they're trying to tell you. It's not a last name. You know, no one said, Mr. Iscariot, we're glad you're here. Your rooms are... Um, and it's, it's always kind of a crap show when uh, we... Uh, deal with the Greek and try to retro-translate what they meant with the Greek. It's always like, boy, I love those Japapinos. They make my tacos, tacos taste so good, those Japapinos. What? So you, you got to do some right backing up. Oh, you mean jalapenos. Okay. Um, so that's kind of what we do with Iscariot. Uh, it's obviously in Greek, uh, but it really does seem to be two words that were common uh, for a description of a member of this terrorist organization. It's the word ish. And remember, we've talked about that all the way from uh, Genesis. Uh, that's how God uh, described man in the beginning. Well, sort of the second phase, but uh, man is ish and woman is ish ah. Uh, Kurt's always joke is that when uh, Eve uh, saw Adam for the first time, she said in Hebrew, Yeesh. Uh, so, uh, but I-S-H, Yeesh, uh, means man. And then Skari is dagger. Uh, so he seems to be a, a dagger man, man, man of the dagger, which is the, the name of a, a Jewish terrorist organization. They really were. Uh, they not only tried to kill Romans, uh, there were other groups that did that better, but they would kill Jewish collaborators. Uh, so they were killing uh, Sadducees. They were killing priests. They were killing Herodians. Uh, they They were... They were tough. Uh, well, I should say they were probably cowardly. So uh, Judas is one of these. Now, Jesus really took a cross-section of Jewish society when he called his disciples. Uh, on the one hand, he has hardcore Roman collaborators like Matthew. Right, Matthew actually worked for the Romans. He takes money from his own people in order to fuel what Rome does. 
And, you know, we, we talk about Rome and Israel and, you know, then we watch movies and all the Romans have British accents and they're actually cultured and sophisticated. What we've seen Hamas do is what was happening regularly in Jesus' day. I mean, the rapes, the killings, the crucifixions, it was horrible, horrible. But yet Jesus takes uh, sort of the hard collaborators, uh, like Matthew, he takes, I, I call them the soft collaborators, uh, the, all the fishermen that are catching fish, making garum, selling it to the Romans. And then we have Simon the Zealot, who would be more of a resistance fighter. And then we have Judas, that's all the way over at the end. And he is a uh, an assassin, uh, for lack of better terms. So we take that image, and then we look at Matthew 43. And immediately, as he said this, Judas, one of the twelve disciples, arrived with a mob that was armed with swords and clubs that had been sent out by the leading priests, teachers of religious law, and the other leaders. Judas had given them a prearranged signal. You will know which one to arrest when I go over and give him the kiss of greeting. Then you can take him away under guard. So, why did Judas do this? Yeah. Well, even more than that, it's like Netanyahu saying, you know what, you're right. We're going to give our whole country to Palestine, and I'm going to convert to Islam. I mean, it's that kind of, this doesn't make any sense. Now, when you were a kid, what what were you told? Why, why did Jesus do this? For money. And how much money? Right. Which is the price of a slave. So we're talking a couple thousand dollars, roughly equivalent. Um, so uh, on the surface, it just doesn't make any sense. How could Jesus pick this guy? Uh, did Jesus just make a horrible mistake? I don't think so. Was he just the stooge, right? I heard that a lot growing up. Well, this had to be so that it could happen. It, d- does God really do that to us? You know, he passes out the scripts to the play and says, you get to be the hero, and you're the one that it gets to be the the, the villain. No matter what you do, you're you're... You're going to do bad. It's 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 deeper than that, and I think obviously this is included in all the gospels. They they want us they want us to dig uh, again. They're asking questions, letting things up for setting things up for us so that we can uh, come up with the answer. So, who is Judas working with to arrest Jesus? Yeah, not just other Jews, but yeah, the group he hates above all others. 
he probably, I w- we don't know much of his early history, but certainly his group specialized in killing these people. This was their their target. So, is Judas really going to work with his mor- his mortal enemy for a few thousand dollars to betray Jesus? It just doesn't make, in a traditional sense, a lot of a lot of sense. What's this deal about the kiss? Yeah, it's 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 a greeting. Um, I always get creeped out in the Middle East when they give the you know on on the two cheeks, like back it up, back it up. Nobody's nobody's. My wife is the only one that gets to to, to smack on these sweet little things. Um, just back it up, but. Is, Jesus, is Judas this cold-hearted that he would go up and he would... And the, the reason I think they're doing this is it's at night. It's dark. There's no city lights. Uh, so they're coming. So Judas is going to be the one that identifies uh, Jesus specifically. There is uh, sort of a layer of, of rabbinic stuff here. Remember when Jesus sent out his disciples by twos? Um, in order to sort of practice, uh, this is the the practicum. This is the internship for uh, disciples studying to be rabbis. And just as a rabbi is sent out to establish his yoke to teach the, his interpretation of scripture, the the Talmudim, the disciples, as their training, are sent out on little um, training exercises for for a limited amount of time. When they come back from that and they think that they have faithfully done their rabbi's teaching. Uh, They've been faithful to it. They will first approach the rabbi and give him this kiss of peace. So that's sort of the cultural element that that we miss. Uh, It's like them coming back without having to say anything and they say, I've been faithful to you. So again, knowing that sort of cultural piece there, why is Judas doing this? Is he just that cold-hearted? Or is there something else he's trying to do? Why would he come up and give Jesus this kiss with his mortal enemy? What... Yeah. Although, man, there should be another, you know, send a card, uh, maybe a long text message. Don't, uh, don't bring the people to arrest me and, and kill me. Um, I always pictured it like mafia, where it's like, I'm sorry, but I gotta do this, and I wish I didn't have to, but you betray like a, Italian mob scene where right. kissing him and then boom. Yeah, I mean, there definitely is that Jewish element where, Rabbi, I have done your your yoke, and uh, so it's... He's still that mature, so he's... It's, it's like, it's the ultimate... 
just putting it back in Jesus' face. I'm going to get the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and I'm going to kiss him. It's like I'm just completely... Yeah, he's just completely lost his mind, and he's... Yeah. Do I know? Yeah, yeah. Jesus has been able to turn the cheek so many times, but if if he's if he's if they're about to take him away, isn't that when he's going to call down the fire? Isn't that when he's going to say, "Okay, enough of this. Now we're now the 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 fighting." Messiah is going to show up if, if I force the fighting Messiah to enter because he'll have, he'll have to be the fighting Messiah because he won't let himself be taken. Right. No, I I, I think you're exactly right on. Uh, Judas was trying, I think, to force the situation to manipulate Jesus. Uh, realize Judas has been there for the feeding of the 5,000, the resurrection of Lazarus, uh, the casting out of demons. Uh, he, he can't be that crazed to think that Jesus doesn't have some abilities, some power. I think we're we're getting into really what um, Judas may have been trying to do. He wanted Jesus to unload. He wanted Jesus, like as we know the sons of Zebedee's, pour fire on these people. Um, I've brought your enemy to your doorstep. This kiss of Rabbi, I have done what your yoke commands. I've given you the stage now to unleash your kingdom. Your enemy is here. They've come to threaten you. You have no choice now, Jesus. Show us that fighting Messiah that we know is really in there. You know, I've believed in you. I've come uh, to follow you. Now is your moment. Start the revolution here on the Mount of Olives and let's, let's kill. Um, I really think the silver was, it's symbolic in the sense that uh, a condemned man, uh, that's the price. But I think it was, the, the silver was just an excuse. Um, yeah. His description, he paints it more than Judas expected. Would be he's going to have to force Jesus to bring down a thousand people, right? To get all this kicked off. Is this tied all to Psalm two, where in Psalm two, you know, like there, there's a the, the kiss signifies the Son of God. Say more about that. Uh, it's a uh, song. Well, some versions say submit, and some versions say kiss. Hmm. Kiss your royal son. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I have to I have to dig around. I, I think it is probably part of that whole cultural milieu that uh, when you you return and you've been faithful, and they give this peck on the cheek kind of thing. Um, 
Was anybody raised Lutheran here at all? Yeah. So, uh, pass the peace or the, the peace. Yeah, yeah, they, they give a little kissy sometimes. <laughs> what was it, Missouri or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. So the Missourians are not kissing, but, uh, those, those ELCA, you gotta watch them. You know, the kiss of peace. So, uh, look what Judas says in 46. As they arrived, Jesus walked up to Jesus. And what's the first thing he says? Rabbi. So again, the first thing he, he says is not, you traitor, you dog, I've got something over you. You're, you. No. He's acknowledging him. Rabbi, I've done good. I did what you needed me to do. I, I've set up, you know, the all the explosions, all the uh, explosives are ready. All you have to do is light the match. Here we go. The, this is the moment that Israel is freed. Do that voodoo that you do, Jesus. You know, here here is the moment. The others grabbed Jesus and arrested him. But someone, and we learn out from the other accounts, uh, Peter pulled out a sword and slashed off an ear of the high priest's servant. So at least Peter knows, oh, it's on, baby. Here we go. Um, you know, I, I apologize for uh, I always going back to this, but um, do you know what the body count is uh, right now for uh, Hamas terrorists uh, that... Um, that, that left, um, they have found a little over 15,000 bodies of the Hamas terrorists that left. The Israelis died, um, but they fought um, where they could and as they could. Um, now, part of that is the IDF coming in later on, but a lot of these, uh, as they go in, they're finding bodies where these uh, Israelis fought back. So the, the Peter is, or the Israelis today are descendants of Peter. Um, here we go. Um, they, he, he was willing to fight. Um, verse 48, Jesus asked them, Am I some dangerous criminal that you've come armed with swords and clubs to arrest me? Uh, Jewish law says that you cannot arrest a person at night. Uh, because it's always confused, and we talked about this before, in the world where there's no street lights and all that, it's dark. Uh, the stars do what they do, but it's not like um, in, in a city where, where things are, are light. Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was there teaching every day. But these things are happening to fulfill what the Scripture says about me. So Jesus is sort of referring to everybody uh, back to the scriptures that this is the plan. Everybody's making their choices. Don't don't think God's not in control, uh, but people are not in control of themselves. We know from the other accounts that Jesus does what uh, to Peter and to the man that was wounded. Yeah, he performs a miracle. So Judas wanted a miracle, right? He wanted the power of God to be demonstrated. 
And it was. It just wasn't a way that was healing. You know, Chris, it, your, your comment about Netanyahu, man, I, I wish that's the way it would go, right? That there could be mercy. Um, deal with the criminals, deal with the Hamas, but be, be merciful where you can. But uh, it's a powder cake. I just think about it. I was trying to put myself I'm pretty pissed off. <laughs> right. It has nothing to do with me. Last thing I saw last night was them shooting somebody's dog. You know, and it's just like that's just pure evil. So it's like I want them all gone. But that's the exact opposite. Is going to be. Jesus was sitting here. I think what you were telling me to feel. Right. I, I, Empathize with Judas. He's like, man, these Romans are terrible. Jesus, we got to do something. And you're sitting here talking about peace. I've had it over the course of the issue. I can see how I got there. Yeah, yeah. I find it interesting in verse 28. If Judas's plan was to get, instigate the rebellion, the first words out of Jesus's mouth, am I leading a rebellion? <laughs> Right. Jesus is leading a rebellion in a spiritual sense that the kingdom of God is something bigger than all this murder and and it's, but Judas didn't get that memo. Um, I think he really was trying to force Jesus's hand. And you you get down into this. How many times? In the history of our people, in the history of life, do we try to force God to do something? You know, all the great good intentions, we know Scripture, we think we know God's will, and we do some pretty terrible things to try to make God do what we think he should do. And instead of Judas being just the traitor who took the money, I think he's this living example of, wow, um, be honest with your emotions, uh, with what's going on, and are you just trying to manipulate God? Jesus does something miraculous, and nobody seems to notice. He locks off this guy's ear. Jesus puts it right back on him in front of everybody, and yet they all keep working. <laughs> How did you do that? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's a great, great point. Uh, I hadn't really ever thought about that. But yeah, you just literally witnessed the power of God to restore life. And you're still so full of hatred and anger and what you've got to do. Um, you know, they talk about these temple guards. And we know from some Jewish sources, the Talmud in particular, uh, these are the lowest of the low. I mean, these are like, I I, I don't even want to say corrupt police officers because it's worse than that. I mean, these are scum. The Romans are never going to allow the Jews to have really competent soldiers of their own. So it's just, they're they're scum. Uh, So I think that's part of it. They, you know, uh, it's dark, it's at night, but... um, 
If they are thugs, absolutely. You know, to call them temple guards is is way above their capability. Based on what I've read, there was a fairly sizable Roman contingent that went with them too. Just the house guards. Yeah, that's kind of debated back and forth because the Romans don't let the Jews off the leash very much, right? They they don't want them doing doing some things. I wonder about that a little bit because of the order of the trials. That if Roman guards were there, they may have taken them to Roman authorities, but at least from what the the accounts tell us it's uh it's Sadducees that are doing this by the way and their their temple guard let's look at verse 50 meanwhile all his disciples deserted him and ran away this is hard on another level too when our faith what we think god is supposed to do is burst? Do we just totally give up on God? When it doesn't go the way we think it should go, would we just give up? Because it wasn't just Judas this night that fails utterly. Um, All of them. Now we'll have it detailed for Peter and Judas, specifically what they did, but all of them. You know, the sons of Zebedee, uh, Matthew, Simon, the other zealot, they're, they're gone. Just like four hours ago. Yeah. 27, like, you will fall away for his bread and I will strike the shepherd, sheep will be scattered. Probably the closest prophecy. <laughs> to, to, <laughs> that's a good, no, of course we won't. Well, I pray this is never your experience, Um, although I think many of you may have already been there. Uh, When I lost, uh, at least when I lost our first child, uh, I was sort of like this. Um, The one thing that I thought God would never do to me was done. And there's a long, hard struggle uh, through that. Uh, Can you have faith in God when everything you think God is supposed to do falls apart? Uh, And God's grace came out not better, but stronger uh, on the other side. This is what the disciples are, are going through. Uh, they've had faith, they've believed. Uh, like you said, they just saw Jesus do a miracle, but he did the miracle in the wrong way. He, he, you know, much better Peter fight and get wounded and Jesus heal Peter after the after. But no, don't heal this thug, uh, this security guard, you know. Uh, come on, Jesus. And then look at 51. I think is uh, a little pressure release and probably the funniest thing in all of Mark. There was a young man following along behind, clothed only in his linen nightshirt. When the mob tried to grab him, they tore off his clothes, but he escaped and ran away naked. Well, that's random. I'll just sort of throw this in. What? It's to- Yeah. <laughs> Switching uh, cultures here. This is how a 
accomplished Greek writer will insert themselves in the story. Uh, we're used to them putting uh, the uh, name at the beginning of the book. I wrote this, uh, but uh, sort of developed classical way, they would insert themselves this way. You know, this personal, somewhat uh, self-deprecating explanation of how I was witness to this. And so... Is he, is he claiming I was literally there and witnessed it, or is it just... Like tongue in cheek. No, he's saying he's saying I literally was there. Yeah, remember he he's a young boy um, at this. His mom is one of the financial supporters. He's close to Peter, and he is uh, in some ways putting himself in the category of the disciples, right? Because what does he do? He runs around like a crazy person. Remember, for a Jew to be naked in public is a big shame. It's a big, horrible thing. So for him to admit, yeah, I was in my jammies, and they tried to get me too, but I ran away, and they ripped my jammies off, and I was a kid running around in the Mount of Olives naked. I'm going to start a spiritual retreat called the Way of Mark. And uh, No, I'm kidding. (laughs) We're going to run up and down Mount of Olives naked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what all the you gotta start the next war. Yeesh. <clears throat> but uh, doesn't that also show how helpless Oh yeah. Right, right. <clears throat> and it, again the whole thing is just humiliating. Uh again. Uh, most <clears throat> Jews will sleep, <clears throat> excuse me, in the clothes that they have. You know, this whole notion that we're so used to, we change, you know, we have work clothes, we go home, we put on, um, you know, comfortable clothes, and then before we get to bed, we put on them. It's, it's crazy. Um, in the ancient world, you had what you had. And so that he has his night linen, <clears throat> Is a sign of he comes from wealth. Uh, his, his mother, or and, and they just seem to mention his mother, not his father. So we don't know. But whatever happened, they they had significant amount of money. But you know, his mommy put him in his little jammies, and that had to be humiliating, right? Because everybody else is like, I'm just going to sleep in my clothes, and like, oh look, my mommy put me in my nightgown, and so here we go, um, and. Maybe the humor covers up, like you say, the the absolute desperation. I mean, what chaos that night. Um, You're shocked. They're there. They arrest Jesus. The ear's cut off. Judas has betrayed everybody. Uh, They're they're taking Jesus. What do I do? Um, You know, he doesn't mention his other family or anything like that. Uh, But despite the humor... And self-deprecation, it's, it's some, some terror there. Yeah, yeah. So, you, you told us about a garden only had a wall. <coughs> that's, that's a great point. <coughs> in, it's terraced in, um, the Mount of Olives. And so that's probably the walls that they're because they they want as much land as they possibly get. Oh, thank you, Derek. Man, that's really sweet of you. 
Yeah, good job. I don't know. Chris tells that story, and I don't know if I'm ready to to not drink of this cup again until. So, thank you, Derek. That's very nice. Um, what were we talking about? Oh yeah. So in, in, in the Genesis study, we're, we're talking about the word for garden is gar, or gan. I'm sorry, gan, and it's uh, it means wall. So the the Garden of Eden implies that there was a wall, some sort of protection that God put <clears throat> around Adam and Eve. Um, God willing, we'll we'll walk up there and we'll we'll look at it and. Uh, I ask my Israeli friend. Um, what what can we what can we do to help? I mean, they're collecting food, they're collecting uh, clothes. A lot of those people just had to leave, run for their lives, um, and they don't have anything. They can't go back. So I was like, oh, God, please, can we do anything? <clears throat> and he said, um, please form. This is his word: the Texas Solidarity uh, for Israel. And I'm like, you got it. Um, I, I don't know what we can do, but. Israel, they, they say this, they fight when they hold their breath. In the sense that they're calling up 300,000 of their soldiers. Their whole economy, their whole country has to stop when they do this. It's like COVID on steroids, right? Everything stops. And it's like they're holding their breath. Their, their, their society can't function because they're fighting war. So the ugly truth is Israel can't fight for very long. They can't. Um, their, their economy can't take it. Surely, they, I mean, they do. They have an incredible army and incredible air force, and they're going to kick butt. But the clock's ticking, right? And so um, as, as I think about the trip, and honestly, we talked about it Sunday. We'll keep talking about it. Um, our... Uh, if it's at all possible to go on the trip, uh, it would be one of the greatest things that we could do to help. Now, obviously, we're not going to go if it's not safe. We're not. It's, it's, there's just no way. But, uh, man, I, I would love, just as a Texan, to show up in the airport and say, yeah, here, here's our solidarity. We, we did something. So, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm thinking out loud, um, well, well, we'll see what can happen. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to take uh, your boy's dad away from him um, because it's it's not worth that. But if is there a decision point that you have to make whether to go on the trip or not? Yeah. Um, so we talked about it Sunday. It depends on what the State Department says. Right? Depends what the airlines do. And then I'm really trying to listen to what the people say on the ground. Um, if they're saying, because the, our Israeli friends are not going to, not they don't want us killed. I mean, that that that, that would be, be horrendous. So, but um, I think in the next two weeks, um, we'll have to make a decision. So, but yeah. That's a good question too. Yeah, um, because obviously they were grabbing at Mark, right? Yeah. 
Simon was there. I mean, guys that have been, again, they hadn't really started preaching a lot. They didn't have any charges. Well, yeah, it's not like they had charges against Jesus either, but yeah, you're right. <clears throat> right. Right. Yeah. Do you have a question? Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Bad fly. <laughs> I wonder, too, how scared the guards were. Because they knew, like Judas knew, I think, that this was a potential powder keg, right? Uh, they're doing an illegal thing, trying to arrest Jesus at night. Uh, Jesus is very popular. If this gets out, um, all hell's going to break loose. They think, uh, but you're right. Usually, when they go after rabbis, Romans especially, they'll get all of the disciples because that's the problem. And like what happened, right? The disciples are actually trained to replace the rabbi. And uh, that's a good question. I love you guys. You 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 give me as much as hopefully I give you. So. I would guess the guards didn't know anything. They weren't told anything. Yeah. Yeah, that he's trying in a backhanded way to save the disciples, you know, that they don't go go with him. Right. Hmm. Man, you guys just give me a sermon. You know, Jesus died on the cross so the disciples wouldn't have to. Um. Well, he's told them all along, I'm going to come see you again. Right. Well, the bigger picture that was Judas's role in he, he was the instrument to get Christ to the cross, cross basically. Yeah. Although it's always fun when you describe somebody else as God's instrument as opposed to you being, right? I'm just God's tool. That guy is the lawnmower and I'm the shovel that picks up the dog poo, right? I don't want to be that. that. But everybody knows what Judas does, right? So again, I, he, he kills himself uh, when he realizes what has happened. So I think that's sort of the final exclamation point. He didn't, this did not go as he expected. He didn't go home and, oh, this is my money. I showed that Jesus. I mean, he really, he tries to to undo it. He goes to his enemies. He, he tries, uh, but it doesn't work. And then he... He kills himself. He hangs himself. Um, never asks. Never asks. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. They sort of compare Peter and Judas. They both did a horrible, horrible thing. Peter asks for forgiveness. Judas gives up. So, hmm. But we've run out of time, so I better stop. 
Um, let's pray real quick. Gracious Lord, thank you for the weight of today, for the example of Judas. Lord God, may we learn from his mistakes. May we never try to force you, force a situation, force your hand, thinking that we know better or we know exactly what God will do. Help us, O Lord, to hear you, not just in the crisis, not just in the night when they come to arrest us, but when you teach us, when you give us your word. You've called us to be different, to be set apart. You've said that like the Jews, we will pay a price for that. When that price comes due, O Lord, may we remember this night. May we remember the night you were arrested. Not be the first to cut off ears, not to be the one that betrays you, but to be the one that hangs around in our pajamas and tries to do the right thing. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Thank <laughs> you.